Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast of Unlikely Places, Pop and Rock Radio. We are booming lately, so excited to get these podcasts out. I am taking April off, so you're hearing this as they're coming out, so you won't even notice them off because during the month of April, the podcasts are still going to be rolling out. I won't be recording any new ones, so anyone that want to come on, I'm taking the month of April off and possibly May too to focus on music and the record label, but we'll see what happens. I'm still going to be doing the radio show, still have people coming on for that. I just want to take a break from the podcast, and I do these when I really want to do them, and excited to have them done, and I want to do them 100% for the artists that come on and give them my full attention but this one's about sandy mcknight and fernando perdomo very fun time talking with fernando and sandy or sandy and fernando either or and i really enjoyed talking about their new album that we've played on the radio show a bunch of times and there's not much more to say the interview is so cool you get to hear about sandy's upcomings with music and same with fernando he comes in and out he'll come in at the beginning and then he'll leave for a little bit sandy takes over and then he comes back in at the end uh, which was really cool to have an honor he called my phone and got to interview him for like 10 minutes after at the end so listening closely guys because you might just learn something new Hi, this is Terry Draper from Plateau. I'm Brendan O'Hare. I used to be in Teenage Fan Club. Hey, this is Tyler Green. Owen Radford. It's Josh Bradley. Dino Troy from Flying Mantis. Lanny Flowers. I'm Frankie Siragusa, and you're tuning in to Unlikely Places Pop and Rock Radio Show with Final Man Jeb. Let's just have a chat down here. You're listening to Mad Wasp Radio. Actually at a studio called Infinite Spin Ooh. in Van Nuys that used to be owned by used to be owned by Simon Phillips and Sheila E. Oh, wow. And uh, making a record uh, with uh, both Matt and Greg Bissonette. Um, uh, Greg plays drums for Ringo Starr, which is oh, wow. one of the coolest gigs on earth. <laughs> so when Ringo sings, Greg plays drums, and then they both play drums together. But but yeah, it's been really good, and I'm really excited to talk about the records that Sandy and I have made. And then oh, super I've, excited I've been spinning it left and right on our show, uh, Unlikely Places Pop and Rock Radio here. Um, Fernando, you followed us way back. I remember seeing you follow. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. It tied in all together on Twitter there. So I was so happy to get Sandy reached out and sent the record. And I've been hooked on it. I've been listening to it left and right. So I am got a few questions for the record and just a good chat time for you guys. And we'll put you right Definitely. up on the radio show. Perfect. So the first question yeah. I got for both of you guys, um, either Bring one that wants to go first, we could, we could battle Bring for it. it. Uh, it's just basically, <laughs> I asked this of all my guests, um, what got you into music? So whoever wants to take a first can and then go from there. Well, I'll grab that one. Cause all I, right. I, um, yeah, oh, Sandy like, wrote uh, a book I, I think I, uh, date a little further back on that one. <laughs> um, uh, cause I was of course, uh, old enough to remember when the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan Ooh. And so I, you know, like a lot of other people, latched onto that right away. I didn't start playing though until '68, um, <clears throat> when somebody explained to me that in order to be in a band, it's a good idea to have an instrument. So <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't enough just to like grow your hair and stuff. <clears throat> so um, I, I picked up the bass. I bought it on Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn for 75 bucks uh, from the factory that actually made them. Um, it was a, a imitation Moserite. And uh, yeah, and that, and that was Ooh. my first acts. And I played in local bands. Nice. Got pretty good, pretty fast. And um, started to play with better and better people. And I played like some jazz fusion stuff for a while. So I picked up some, um, you know, theory mm. and, the you know interesting like scales and stuff and then uh figured out i could write songs around the mid 70s and started to do that uh we had a uh, a couple of reel-to-reel tape recorders that we used to do sound on sound recordings and they were pretty awful but um <laughs> you know that's how you learn and uh eventually i knew what i was doing and uh in the 80s I had some good luck. I played with uh, Dennis Dyken of Smithereens. Um, yeah, with a band called The Coupons. Um, our slogan was no redeeming value. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and then I uh, had a band called Numbers. And That's great. We used to play at CBGB's all the time <laughs> and that whole circuit. And then I got into more of the producing end. And, uh, you know, started to get some of my recordings placed in various TV and movie and stuff like that. And then uh, a few years ago, I was doing this like 70, 70s homage project uh, with my brother-in-law, who was, uh, used to be in a band called 2020. 
And he uh, and I did this record, and part of it was recorded at Fernando's uh, former location, the Reseda Ranch. And uh, we hit it off uh, as little as we actually spoke to each other. Uh, <laughs> but I just, I just had the feeling that he was like a really positive, high energy guy. So I wanted to get together with him. And next time I was in LA, I called him up and we did it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's the way it is. And then the rest is history. And we've, uh, you know, we recorded three EPs that we then turned into a uh, a full record, which I think is a fun way of doing things. It's almost like you know, you build five songs at a time, ending up with the best ones, and really putting in all our effort, you know, in little chunks, which is really fantastic. Um, I got my start because my mother was a classically trained pianist uh, in Cuba, and uh, she was incredibly talented. But she gave up that dream along the time of that she escaped from Cuba and uh, went into the journalism world, and she was oh, one wow. of the founders of the Miami Herald in Spain. Finish. but she was always playing piano at home and she always was playing music and through her i got into all the stuff that was major early influences ranging from uh michelle legrand to uh to the beatles to uh freaking uh greek music and italian music and cuban music and all sorts of oh. stuff you know i started buying records at flea markets which was uh where my family <laughs> used to go every sunday after a while i stopped spending my money on toys i started buying records <laughs> by the age of eight, i had like over a thousand records so i was already i was already like to the point where that was really my teacher i got it going because you know luckily it was the age of the yeah. dollar record or the 50 cent record and mm. you know I, when you buy like 20 every every sunday it definitely filled my time learning learning these albums and becoming huge fans of everything from you know, yes to the Who, to Todd Rundgren, to Wings, Perfect. to you know, Jazz Fusion, which was a big influence on me, like John Ponty and Mahavishnu and uh, Tony Williams' Lifetime and stuff like that. So, yeah, and then eventually it all led too, towards so you know. Becoming a... <laughs> hey, Fernando had to step away for a little bit. He comes back at the end. He had some recording to do. That's why he kind of called us in and out. But uh, he did come back at the end. So you'll catch that one at the end. This is all Sandy right now, and enjoy Sandy McKnight and our interview together during this time. I, I briefly was in radio, like terrestrial radio, for oh, cool. a couple of years. And uh, I actually met Todd as well ah. in uh, 1982. Ooh, that's uh, cool. He was in Utopia at that point. Great band. <laughs> and uh, we were recording a record with his um, former keyboard player, uh, known as M. Frog, but his real name was Jean-Yves Labatt. <clears throat> and uh so we were working with him and todd was you know we were at his studio at todd's house and then um they played a concert that night at uh lee von helms um place uh and went out on uh some you know radio concert type of thing mm -hmm. and so we got to hang there too so it was pretty cool got to meet levon and it was uh you know Stuff like that happened back in the 80s. <laughs> you hear all the fun stories of like that time period and all those things. And it's just so cool to be able to hear those stories. And it's like, hey, we got to hang out with this, 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 this person. It's like, how did that happen? Well, it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, being in New York helped, mm. you know, because um, I was playing with people who were, you know, come uh, on the uh, up and coming track. And, uh, so it was great to, you know, kind of rub shoulders with some of them. And uh, eventually uh, I got a few really good people to play on some of my uh, later recordings. There you go. Uh, Dennis Dyken from Smithereens played on a few of my cuts. Um, <clears throat> I did some sessions with uh, Gary Burke and um, Graham Maybe from the Joe Jackson band. Um well, you know, a lot of good people, Earl Slick. Um, and so meeting Fernando was kind of exciting because I hadn't really known about him before that, but um, his name rang a bell. Mm -hmm. And I think I heard about him through the Emmett Rhodes project he was doing. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and, um, you know, my brother-in-law, who was producing my uh, 70s project, um just said yeah show up here and, and there was fernando it was his place and 
we didn't really talk that much. I mean, we you know hung out a little bit, but it wasn't like a whole thing where we bonded or anything. But about a year later, I was in L.A. again, and I had some songs and I had some ideas, and I just gave him a call and said, "Let me come in for a day." <clears throat> and we started working, and it was great. You know, it sounded great, and um, we worked really quick. And he was on the same wavelength, so uh, we got three songs done that first day and then uh worked i think one or two more days together and this was all back before the covid so we were actually you know in the same place and then and then we were uh long distance all of a sudden so we were working you know i would send him my demo Mm -hmm. and he would do uh, guitars and drums and sometimes some keys and then i would get his mix of that and you know and the individual tracks too it was like a a massive project but it was like i would i would add the bass which is my instrument and uh and i know the vocals and stuff and then i would uh mix it and master it with a guy from uh, new york called mike marciano who has a studio called Systems 2, who who I've worked with since the early 80s. Yeah, and he's got a couple of Grammys sitting in his place. (laughs) So it's just, you know, great to work with, like, really good people, you know? It's just fun and easy, and they get all of the, uh, you know, they know the whole repertoire, the whole, uh, the encyclopedia of music from, you know, especially Fernando, he's so uh, <laughs> diverse, you know, a lot of players. And this is something that, you know, maybe your audience would be interested in, unlike all this other rambling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it pays to learn or listen to like lots of different stuff, because even if you're really into metal or whatever you're into, you know, you could borrow a little bit here and yeah. there, and, and you know, it, it'll make your music more interesting. Um, certainly, Fernando's that way. I I have a varied taste. I don't know if you're familiar with my back catalog, but you know, I've done everything from like, uh, you know, jazz flavored stuff. Um, I did some bossa nova stuff. Oh, you know, wow. just like all over. Keeping a mix of everything, yeah. Yeah, and the power pop thing, uh, I've always had my hand in that. But this is the first time I said, let me just make an entire record, <laughs> you know, yeah. with, with just power pop on it. And the album is actually, it's a little more, it goes into some other genres as well, I think. Um, there's a little bit of sort of a classic rock feel to some of the tracks. Um there's some psychedelia in there there's you know so it's it's not strictly power pop but the tracks that you've been playing and thank you for that oh, yeah. uh, uh have been primarily more power pop yeah we i love the whole album and i will be playing more from the album i have more planned of course i just uh do you know spreading them out so you get more more weeks into being on the show and uh, yeah. i love the full album i've been listening through fully and there's definitely a little bit of that like psych era sounding especially like i know the ones i played with like pay it any mind was one of the ones i played i really enjoyed yeah it's got that george harrison guitar sounding and i just was so hooked on that because I'm, I'm a oh, beatles yeah. fanatic so i love all that stuff bad finger is one of my top bands so i hear any of those kind of uh-huh. in the songs i'm like yes you know those are my draw to but i like when artists definitely reach out to the other you know stabbing the other genres a little bit too and, and going doing something different instead of just keeping the same old which i <laughs> yeah sure and you know fernando's played on some well he does a lot of instrumental stuff he would he just did an album with carmine apathy who's wow you know from oh, wow. Nella fudge and, yeah oh yeah <clears throat> and so um that might be worth checking out for your uh more I, I will show. definitely because I like uh, uh and Apathy a lot, so I really like yeah. uh, that album with Jeff Beck that uh, Carmine was on too, and Vanilla Fudge is amazing. Oh, yeah. So I, I definitely will. I, I've been following him ever since I saw the um, 
the Echo in the Canyon documentary on Netflix uh, with yes. Beck and, and Jacob Dylan, and I'm a huge Wallflowers fanatic too, and I, I loved uh -huh. see, and also I'm like, who's that guy? And you know, they started talking about it. it was like, oh my god, he's like a really you know well-to-do producer that like not uh -huh. a lot of people on the East Coast know as much. And then when you hear his name, you know it sounds familiar. It's like one of those, okay, I know who that is, and it's just really cool, um, you know, to be able to to hear that stuff. And I love that documentary; it was one of my favorites. And I'm glad they mentioned Zappa just a little bit because I was like, Zappa's a big part of that. Hopefully, they mentioned. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. I love Frank, so I was like, that's really Although cool. Although they kind of skirted around Joni Mitchell. Yeah. I, I think there was some, like, conflict or something where they were, weren't supposed to mention her or something. Hmm. But, um, yeah, that was the one thing. Yeah, she's a I big part the theater, of that, too. Yeah. The and it was like, oh, what about Joni? <laughs> kind of major there, you know, she she's a big big influence on that as well and it was it was cool i mean i love seeing the mamas and the papas and, and stuff like yeah. that. So it, was, it was perfect for me but yeah I, I saw that and just as much as i saw it on streaming way later so it was like really cool to just you know have a documentary on something of the time period that i care about uh being i'm only 22 but i look back at all this stuff and i that's my i live in the past but i don't care music's so good <laughs> music's so good i don't need to live in the present totally but you know i like oh, to yeah. escape i like to do that through that a lot of my influences come from that you know time period so it's very cool yeah. that's why I want to start the show too. It's just I want to do a radio show. So I've always had a voice for radio, so I've been told. So I was like, I'm gonna start one, <laughs> and so I can now. Now it's so much easier hey, to just have yeah, a home radio yeah, show. You it's do crazy. anything you want. Yeah. Right? And thank to Mad Wasp Radio for always uh, for they are our stuff in the UK. So I'm from Connecticut. I'm from the East Coast myself, and they yeah. I send the show in to them in the UK. So our time zones got screwed up. That's why I texted you. I was like, it's actually two to four now, because uh, okay. <laughs> the, the our you know we sprung forward as they went. Yeah. Uh, they stayed the same or something. So now it's like an hour yeah. off. I'm like, oh, I got it screwed up. <laughs> so I have to I, I had to like tell everybody like, yeah, you gotta wait an hour. Enjoy the show that's on right now, but it's not me. Oh, uh, it was yeah. so much fun. So I got another question for you. Who who yeah, was sure. your uh, biggest influence? I know you mentioned a bunch of the early stuff that got you into music. Do you have like a anybody that yeah. really that you draw back to as like maybe your major most majored influence? I think probably the Who were my mm. first faves um, when I was I don't know twelve or something. <laughs> I bought the. Uh, the Who Sell Out. Ah, that's a great record. Oh. Yeah, and that, that you know, was immediately one of my favorites. And I got to saw, see The Who, you know, um, three or four times before Tommy, even. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so so I really, you know, connected with them. And, uh, and then I, I would say The Kinks also. Oh, great band, too. Uh, you know, great <laughs> songwriting and... Uh, and it, it kind of showed me that you didn't have to be a, a like a powerhouse singer. Yeah. I was never that kind of a singer. And, you know, for many years, I was a little hesitant to be the, the front guy. And so, you know, as a bass player, you can just hide back there. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was good with harmonies and stuff. Um, and then at some point it just became a thing where like if i didn't sing the songs nobody else was going to so mm -hmm. i figured you know i better you know work on that and then immediately i got the elvis costello comparisons which <laughs> you know i don't hear it myself but other people always say it um and the other one i get is randy newman which is another <laughs> yeah you know i don't really follow him either but whatever you know it's all i my theory is that it's all really coming from that generation uh, joe jackson and grant parker mm. and you know all those people who were influenced by beatles kinks yeah. who you know yeah, I'm a big fan of Graham Parker. We're friends with his backing band, The Figs, of the show here. Uh, Pete Donnelly's a good friend of mine, and so we always we've been oh, talking yeah. Graham back and forth. And I'm hoping to go see Graham if I got enough money. I mean, concerts this year around the East Coast have been nuts in Connecticut. Like actually, shows I want to go see, like Not a Surf is coming, and some other bigger mm -hmm. names. And I'm just like, oh wow, I don't have enough money for all this. Finally, getting to see a Beatle. Going to go see Paul McCartney in June, so I'm pretty excited. Oh, about nice. that. Taking a trip yeah. to Syracuse, so I'll be excited. Uh, when I get there, I'll be so happy to see him. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. exciting. You know, uh, the figs mm -hmm. are from Saratoga. Yes. Um, and I, I've been sort of a local Albany artist for ah. many years. And we've crossed paths. You know, I don't really know them that well. But um, my friend John Pohida, do you know him? Sounds familiar. 
Yeah, he he was in a band called the Ruds in Boston. Okay. Uh, and he now has a group called the uh, John Pohida International Airport. Ooh, I like the name. That's cool. Yeah, and he he works a lot with the Figs, uh, and uh, oh, I think perfect. it's Pete is the one that he primarily records with and everything. And he oh, has awesome. a new record out, which you should check out. <clears throat> is I think it's on Bandcamp. John right. Pohida P P O W H I D A. All right, perfect. I will. Uh, I'll probably have you text that to me after, so I can put it in. I'll definitely check that out because I would love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've been invited to go work down with uh, Pete Donnelly. He goes, come down to my studio sometime. I'm like, yeah, I gotta get some money. <laughs> I said, I'll be there. I said, I'm yeah. so honored. I would love to work with Pete. I've heard his like mixing skills are, you know, one to mess uh-huh. with. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little bit on my own, but it'd be, it's cool to have somebody to, you know, it's not just doing it on your own. It's having the opinions of somebody else to hear something that you didn't hear in your own songs, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. So you're a songwriter as well. Yeah, I'm not just the radio host I'm, I'm a musician too and i'm a record label okay. owner so i've been all oh. around all different avenues of the music business because i just love it so much that i got myself wow. kind of to do the to do the fair side of the diy side of the record label to help mm-hmm. our artists not to hinder them that's our goal and i know you asked me about that a little while ago back too um about the label and we've been uh we just started and we're doing stuff with that but it, it runs the radio show just another like way to shout out myself <laughs> i guess in a sense but i just love making yeah. music yeah. i love uh i love sharing other people's music too so it just became like oh i should do this as a natural you know so it's been very cool um out of all your songs that you've worked on i mean probably a lot to pick from here but uh do you have a favorite one that like i don't know it's hard hard to ask that i know as a musician writer myself but i always like to throw this question on there do you have one that you particularly like really proud of yeah there's a few um i think from the new album uh i i'm pretty much attached to uh paid any mind perfect and uh uh, any time of day those okay. are the two that i'm most happy with the way they came out and in previous work it's really hard to pin it down because some of the recordings weren't as good but mm. the songs were good and you. sometimes that happens you know or even the other way where the song is you know just a pretty simple song but the way you record it makes it you know come to life yeah um i have a song that I would like you to listen to someday. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, called <laughs> Next Stop Willoughby. Okay. And it's based on an old Twilight Zone episode. And it's very different than the power, power pop stuff that I do. Perfect. It's very, it's uh, somewhat orchestral. Mm-hmm. I had I brought a little string section in and stuff. That one um, is probably one of my favorite recordings I've done. Um, but you know, it's really hard because they're all your, your little babies and you don't want yeah, to, you know, neglect any, uh, but I, you know, I have over 300 recordings that oh, I've, wow. uh, of songs I've written and then, you know, a lot of others of just ones I just played on or whatever. So it's kind of hard to nail one or two down. Yeah, especially when there's a lot, because I, I feel like the same as I write. I write a lot. Like, my band camp has 60-plus releases, full albums and singles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I just kept going and going and going because I'm very prolific. And when it comes to that, I think, like, sometimes some songs are made just to kind of be a placeholder to move on to that next great song. And sometimes the one that you thought was a placeholder becomes that great song, and it's very cool that over time yeah. it's what people hear. You know, everybody has different experiences in life, and some songs they like more than others. And sure. I, I, I remember uh, I interviewed uh, Vic Wayne of Star Collector recently in our last talk and we brought up like songs like we're asked the same question like hey do you have a favorite one that you wrote and he goes it's Mm. funny how like radio hosts will pick out certain songs that we're like that wouldn't even Mm. be on my top 10 of my own songs it's funny how other people and that's just i find that really cool that people have different tastes of your own music and you're like or that like you mentioned earlier too with the um whole thing about people hearing you as as elvis you know Mm. it's all there and it's 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 like a desired thing because people were compared one person compared me to uh my music to uh soundgarden i'm like all right, first of all, I'm not that good. My voice is nowhere near Chris Cornell's. That's actually kind of an insult to Chris because, you know, and that's just me, you know, like, hey, if you hear that, that's, I mean, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. And I like to take compliments, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know what they're hearing and if they're listening to the right song. <laughs> well, so, yeah, you know. It's fun. <laughs> ears are all different. And, you know, for every one who mentions paid any mind, uh, I get a lot of people with reviews or whatever mm-hmm. 
where they're talking about songs that are way down on my list of the 15 that are on the album. <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, I, of course, uh, like all the songs, but oh, yeah, you know, there's ones that I just feel we really nail them. And, but, you know, like you played, um, Why Make Promises. promises. Yeah. yeah. And so that far. one, you know, it's a good recording, a good song. It's not one of my top five on the I album. I got you, yeah. But see, I like but, it. I'm like, this is awesome. It's funny to think yeah. that. It's like, it's funny how everybody has different tastes and from the own artist yeah. themselves. But I've always, I've always enjoyed hearing what artists think of their own songs because a lot of times we don't reflect, we just do. And a lot of times yeah. it's like, oh, actually, now that you asked me about that, here's the story. But I never really uh-huh. thought about it. Here's the story. You know, like I've been, I've had a song that I worked with uh, Frankie Saragusa, uh, drummer for the Posies, but also um, he has a, a studio in LA called The Lab. And uh-huh. uh, he's really well to do with studio stuff. And he's worked with Glenn Phillips of Toad the Wet Sprocket and stuff like that. And it's uh-huh. just really cool to hear like his idea on one of the songs that we did. And I wrote that in like 20 minutes, sent it over to him and had this huge experience, kind of like you did with the collabing back and forth online. Because I've never been yeah. to California. I want to be, but I've never left Connecticut, actually, other than like, to go on <laughs> vacation to New Jersey or something. But, you know, it was exciting that the song got to travel somewhere I wanted to go. And that meant something. And it was really cool that we have yeah. this technology nowadays to be able to do this album. You know, you could do some of it in person and some of it online. It's like, whoa, we could actually do this and actually keep it going. There's no you don't have to wait another year to stop a whole of the production which is kind of cool these home yep. studio setups aren't as expensive as they you know foretold to be if you know what you're getting and it works really well and then you could always upgrade of course too so it's it's really cool um yeah and i got one last question for you and then we'll go into okay. i picked a couple songs as well so we could talk about those as well as we, we touched upon most of them but uh you know i'll just have it like i'll play the song on the radio show and you'll have your voice ahead of it just saying hey this song's about this but the last question sure. i have with you since fernando did have to go i'm gonna ask you this one because i wasn't gonna ask it originally but what was it like for you to work with uh, fernando Perdomo? i know we went into it at the beginning of the podcast here a little bit but <clears throat> what was it uh what was it like to work with him and uh any uh, favorite moments in the studio when you guys were together? Uh-huh. Any of that kind of well, stuff? Yeah, it was, uh, like I say, when I first met him, I was doing a session on a different project, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> his uh, his involvement was so intense. He was so, you know, in the moment, and that's something that grabbed me, and I thought, you know, I got to work with this guy. Mm-hmm. And then when we actually did get together, I totally felt that. I just was like, you know, here's the song. And then next thing I knew, he was playing what I was hearing. Um, <laughs> so you know, cool. so it was just That's great. rare, too. That's awesome. And, oh. you know, I, I didn't have to explain much to him. <laughs> you know, I had a song called uh, Heart in My Hands. Uh, Heart in Your Hands, I guess, is actually the title. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's, on, it's on the album. And... Um, it's a it's a very uh, specific type of style, uh, kind of a like I'm the walrus kind of vibe. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just oh, okay. got you recording. Uh, you <laughs> got like, really loud all of a sudden. Oh no! I don't yeah, know let I... me put you on speaker because there you go. Well, that's what happened. I I, I did put you on speaker. Ah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> we figured it out. Nah, yeah. That's better. Yeah, so Heart <laughs> in Your Hands, um, I had actually done previously for the 70s project I had done. And that was, uh, by the way, the 70s thing was called Wow and Flutter. Ooh. And uh, it it was very, like, it was geared toward, like, the, the what they used to call light rock um you know so almost easy listening but not quite but it was like bread and bands yeah i was like thinking, thinking bread and bad finger i was exactly thinking that perfect <laughs> yeah and so it was kind of an homage to that because cool. you know it was like we used all authentic instruments and recording techniques from that period and everything <laughs> um and i did that in la and that's the record where I met uh, Fernando. Um, but I had done Haunt in Your Hands on that record, and I ended up not liking it, and I took it off the record. Huh. And then I just thought, well, maybe Fernando could you know, get what I was after. Uh, and, and I gave it to him, and he did an incredible job with it. It's got a whole, you know, uh, I'm the walrus kind of vibe to it, and very... Uh, stylized and he just came up with these great ideas so you know 
I, I'm a self-producing guy. I mean, I produce my, most of my own recordings, but it's great to sort of have this kind of collaborator who can add uh, another um, set of ideas, yeah. you know, just come in and, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, you know. And I could also, with Fernando, I could tell him, look, uh, this is exactly what I want. I know, you know, the part and he'll play it, you know, oh, that's, that's the best. But, oh. you know, I try not to give him too much instruction cause I want to grab his ideas, you know? Yeah. That's what I always liked about going into sessions too. I, I said to myself, I said, I like doing everything at home. I have every, you know, I have all the pause, I have the equipment and everything too. Yeah. But I like the idea of going into studio and somebody saying, Hey, have you tried this? And if, if you don't like it, you know, we could change it, but at least they, yeah. they offer an idea. And I've had a great work with this guy, Jeff Wilson in uh, Connecticut. And this guy's a, he's a drummer for a uh, cover band for the cars. And he's just really fun to work with. And mm -hmm. uh, we brought up a song that we did. We had Rich Dart in studio playing drums. He drums for the monkeys. And I just remember mm -hmm. him. Like when we first recorded that, there was that idea of like, you know, having that change of songs and stuff. And I don't know, it's just something different to be able to have somebody tell you, like, I like what you're doing there, but this bass line instead, cause I play bass too. So I play guitar, bass, mm -hmm. and I can't do drums. Drums is the only instrument I still have so much trouble with doing, and it it's works a out. Whole nother it is. It's it, it you have really to have rhythm, is. which I I don't have rhythm. I'm like a dancing fool, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but, listen, yeah. you know, I I barely play guitar, and I play no drums, and you know, you just have to like really do what you can do. I yeah, mean, and then find the guys that can do it. Bass player, and, and just you know, tell them what to do. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's perfect. Um, so we'll go right into the song section here for you, and then we'll, we'll wrap yeah. it up. But we could definitely have you and Fernando on again, or just have you yourself again in the future. I always like having reoccurring guests as well to say, hey, what you guys been up to, and we'll you know have you on again. But I picked yeah. a couple songs that I've I played already. I have a couple of mm -hmm. um, other things to... Yeah, go ahead. No worries. Uh, I mean, we could do it another time, but um, <clears throat> I'm working right now on a um, actually a musical that I wrote. Ooh called band boy which is about it's not really my experiences but it's based on my uh days of the you know new wave days of uh cbgb stuff oh wow and uh yeah it's about a band that uh, goes on the road and in a van you know and <laughs> does, <laughs> does the, the whole thing. dive bar thing oh i love know. it yeah so it's a fun project and i'm actually doing a film version of it so Ooh. um yeah, that's that's. Will this what tie I'm in with the musical at the same time, or would it be like a separate release for the film, separate release for the musical, or is it going to be well, a film, or how is that going to go? I looked into doing a live production, but mm. it's more expensive actually to do that, and then you know you play it for a week or whatever live, and then that's the end of it. You know, yeah. so I thought, let me just film it, and this way I have something that. I could always look at. I could edit. I could, you know, redo parts if I need yeah, to. Yeah, and it lives forever and, too. Yeah, and perfect. then you know, potentially you have such a larger audience because you could just play it any time. It's not just a one performance thing, you know. Yeah, and it's perfect. I I know it's it's a fun idea <clears throat> to do that like musical type thing, and it's different. It's definitely a different avenue from what I've heard. I mean, I I love Tommy from the Who's. So that's always been a big inspiration for rock operas and the musical mm -hmm. side of it. So I can I can see that being a really cool project. I love the Pretty Things too. That was our our episode on air today. Uh, was all the Pretty mm -hmm. Things. Um, that's a really cool project. Uh, once once that's out, let's have you on again to talk about that in full details too. I would love to to cover that for you. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with me all the time because Perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm somewhat like you, I think. I'm just like always looking for some, oh, you know, yeah. something that'll get me excited and, you know, dive in. Oh, that's and, me <laughs> to the T. I'm always, that's why I do like four different things and people go, how do you, how do you, uh, you know, do all this stuff? And it's like, you know what? It doesn't come like, it's actually less stress. It's more stressful for me to not have anything to do. Like most people, it's the opposite for me. Uh -huh. it's, it's less stressful if I'm doing something. And even if it's a high yeah. stressful task, I don't feel like it's stress. Plus I think what it is too is, is work for me. What I'm, my job here is, is stuff that I love doing. So it doesn't even feel like work. It feels like I'm actually, sure. I'm on break 24 seven because I'm doing stuff that I love. You know, me uh -huh. practicing for my band's rehearsal is something I enjoy doing so it's like you know i don't i don't that doesn't seem like work to me so like when i take breaks i'm like what do i do to take breaks and just basically just watch tv i guess but it's like, <laughs> and then i'm bored I, I find like 10 minutes of tv and i'm like all right what am i doing now oh here i am writing a song again okay yeah it's just it's just inspiration all the time and i remember 
uh, you know, I'm a big Neil Young fan, and I was hearing things about him saying that, like, when that stuff happens with the inspiration, you just have to mm-hmm. write it down, and that's you have to turn everything off and just have that song written because that is the divine, whatever, divine intervention, whatever it is that's giving you that ability to write. You have to just write it down. So I've done that, and I have a lot of songs written, you know, not even recorded, just lyrics, ideas mm-hmm. written, because I know in a time period when somebody says, hey, you got any lyrics? I'm in a pinch. Yeah, actually, I do. Let me just mix three of these songs together and see what we get. And it's yep. it's fun. It makes it really fun. And I don't ignore any of that stuff. I never. Tr- I don't throw anything out either. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. trash their early demos and stuff, and I just cringe at that. I'm like, even if it's like you know not the greatest of your work, it's still a way to reflect and say, hey, I'm doing better than that today. And it's like yep. it's pretty cool. I don't know. I keep everything too. So. <laughs> oh, we'll yeah. have to grab a drink sometime. Oh, I'd love to. About, That'd be awesome. We're about uh, I guess fifty or sixty miles away. Which from isn't each too other, bad. So. That's not too bad. It'd be a nice trip yeah. out. Um, I'm definitely. I guess they're going to Syracuse for the the Beatles thing, and, and once I get going, I'll hopefully be working with Pete up in uh you know Sar- Saratoga there. So. It'd be kind of uh-huh. it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, let me know. Um, I'd be more than honored to come out and grab a drink sometime. It'd be awesome. Talk music. Yeah, and, I'm in. Uh, yeah. I'm in the Berkshires in Lee, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm so. up. Uh, I my band's actually. It's funny. We just we kind of we Ooh. thought we were done, and then I booked a show in August. Uh, I'm booking Ooh. the first ever Robo Jack Records bash, and we have a lot of uh, really cool acts coming to play. And I bo- this is the first time I ever booked a show. This again. Hey, this is me exploring because I'm bored. Let me go book a show at a venue, and it worked out. I was like, all right, let's just do it. So it got really yeah. fun. My guys coming from Ohio, who I've never met. My my co-writer I've been with for like five years. We've been writing songs together. We've never met in person. We've always been online. So it's right. really exciting in August that I'm finally going to meet him. We're going to have a guy come up from Florida who's a friend of us who does our editing for our label, and he's been friends with me even longer than he has. I never met him, so it's just really exciting that all of us are going to finally meet the end of this year, which is around my birthday, so it's even cooler. And then, um, you know, it's just something so exciting to, uh, to um. do, and it's just something different. And it was like, hey, how to make something out of just meeting two people. Let's just throw a bash with a bunch of musicians, then I'll be happy. And even then, I'm still going to be yep. looking for something to do. But our band, uh, back to the thing, is uh, they're from Boston. They moved up to Boston. They were originally from Connecticut. And then they were like, uh-huh. we're going to be moving out west. I'm like, okay. And then they told me, oh, actually, we ended up in Boston. I'm like, you went the wrong direction, but okay. <laughs> uh, so we got actually, we're going to be doing once a month rehearsals for this gig. And meeting up with them again was just so much fun. Too bad I had work that night. I was like, guys, we're going to have to schedule on a day I don't have to work so we can actually hang out again but i love yeah, playing new, music just new so much Britain is where uh like next to what city oh man i gotta look that up i should know this i should know this like, are you closer to hartford or i'm about new, new haven or new haven is closer so uh-huh. um okay yeah, New Britain is around uh, the Hartford County there. So I, I do shows in Hamden a lot. That's where I'm usually uh-huh. my, my live stuff is. And the show that we booked was in Hamden. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been like, mostly I play around Hamden. I've been in New Haven's pretty close. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in Prospect, Connecticut, near Cheshire, Connecticut, near the, the biggest city near us is Waterbury, but it's the other end. Mm-hmm. I'm in a small okay. town that's like a country tile type town. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Oh, I like I like the quiet. I'm able to record at home and stuff. Nobody bothers me. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's perfect. But yeah, no. Um, so we'll yeah, let the, me know when you yeah. when your show is, and I'll I'll try to make it down. Oh, Sandy, if you want to come and, and play, let me know. I'll put you, I'll give you a couple. Uh, you can play on stage with us. We we do we're doing a bad finger bash. If you're into playing any bad finger songs, I'd love to have oh. you come up on stage and play. Okay. Yeah, it's that August. It's fun. August twentieth uh, in Hamden. I'll give you all the details. Oh, it'd be an honor. I'd be, I'd be happy to do that. Um, we're trying yeah. to get we're trying to get Paul Davy to show up too from Syracuse because uh, 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 he's uh, he's Joey Mullen's manager, but he's also uh, was Joey's keyboardist for a little while. So I was like, if I can get the keyboardist who he can practically say he's played a lot of Badfinger songs, I would love to do that. But oh man, we'd love to have you on bass. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Yeah, we'll do. Sweet. Um, <clears throat> hey, it's always fun to have guests. I love it. I, I invited Pete Donnelly of the Figs too, but he goes, he goes, the Figs were going to be our main act. That was our booking, like our our wanting to do. And th- he goes, uh-huh. oh, bad timing. He goes, I got some stuff going on. I was like, ah, oh, damn. He goes, but let me know for next year. I'm like, all right, then we're doing it next year now. <laughs> That's happening. <laughs> if we can get the Figs, I'd be so happy. But uh, yeah, let me yeah. know. Um, so I'll move into the <clears throat> song section here for you, and then we'll we'll wrap up. And I'd love to have you on again, definitely. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have you on again, and hey, maybe have you co-host a show since you've been in radio for a little bit. It'd be kind of fun to have you co-host a radio show with me. I do that sometimes too. So, oh, okay. Pick, have you pick some songs? I'll pick some songs, and we just explain why we picked them. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah, I actually have a a playlist ooh. on Spotify, which is called Multi Gas M U L T I Dash gas okay and that i i put that together as something for me to listen to when i'm in the car 
and it's got pretty much most of my favorite stuff on it. So if you want to pop sure. in on that sometime, yeah. you can get a real sense of where I'm coming where from. Where you're at. And then we could, yeah, we could pick songs from that and then you can come on mm-hmm. or, you know, and then whatever yep. you want to do. That'd be awesome. Uh, Cause I'm going to do, I'm going to try that for the first time with Pete Donnelly, which is perfectly timed. Uh, mm-hmm. Pete, Pete was like, I want to come on the show. I was like, I'm not going to just interview. Cause I've already interviewed you. I said, I'm going to make you a co-host, and we're going to, mm-hmm. we'll do some stuff together. So I'll see how it goes with him. It should be real fun. I've done it once. We did a bad finger special and that was one time I did it with my friend from Ohio and it's really mm-hmm. fun. You know, you just get on the phone and just record the parts separately. I like that it's pre-recorded so I could do the music. You could just add the music in when I go and, Record it like yep. I'm recording a song. <laughs> All right, so I'll ask well, you the next couple songs here for you. Um, and I have up first is the first one I ever played from you guys and fell in love with the record. Uh, it's Pay It Any Mind. We talked a little bit about it, of course, throughout this whole uh, podcast here. But anything uh, about that song, anything you want to add for that, we'll put that in right before the song and before it plays on the episode here of Unlikely Places. Yeah, the one, the one thing that um, we kind of... Uh, it happened as we were going along, uh, wasn't planned out, but the ending, uh, is kind of unique in that it, it kind of just doesn't resolve. And I wanted it to kind of hang out there as like a, a mystery type feeling, you know? So, uh, check that out. There you go. Perfect. So we'll spin that right now for you guys. I like saying spin it, but really we're just clicking a button, but spin it right here Mm. for you on the vinyl, but it's actually just a click of a digital button. And then I had I, I picked and we mentioned earlier um, maybe I'll get some deep cut knowledge here but why make promises mm-hmm. what's the, what's the uh, was the recording like that for and any uh, tidbits for that one? Um, yeah, I I remember um, sending Fernando that at that point we were working long distance and I wasn't really sure what the song was going to end up sounding like Mm -hmm. um but i had these kind of ambitious ideas and i told fernando you know i I just wanted him to you know be able to be free with it and he he came up with some great stuff it ended up kind of feeling to me like a todd rundgren type of vibe yeah and that wasn't necessarily what i went in (laughs) thinking but you never know in studio you now things stuff. happen yeah. like inspirations come in and stuff I, I love that that's awesome yep yep so we'll spin that one i've played that one on the show i've both played uh paid any mind of course too but we'll play these all again in one block for you on the same show cool.
the sandy mcknight special there we go <laughs> and then the last one you mentioned that you really liked the, the working with this one so i said why not throw this on while we're talking i'll just throw this one in the mix here and this is the last one i'll have for you to talk about um any time of day you mentioned as well on this new record so what, what was uh mm-hmm. special about that one and uh any tidbits for that well yeah that one um yeah i write a lot of relationship songs mm-hmm. uh i have in my catalog probably 20 girl name songs you know (laughs) but i try not to repeat myself with themes and so the thing about any time of day was that i was sitting here uh just you know getting stuff done whatever it was and i was just thinking like the beauty of getting older which you will someday be yeah uh, Is that like all of a sudden, like you don't have to go to work, you don't have to go to school, you could just do whatever you want, you know, like it's, you know, and I'm lucky enough to be in a position or financially where I don't have to worry about it. So it's just like, okay, what do I feel like doing today? And uh, I could watch TV or listen to some music, you know, and that's one of the (laughs) lyrics. And I just, you know, I started thinking about like, freedom you know yeah. like everybody is drummed into you when you're a kid like you have to do this and then you have to do that you know and my whole life i was fighting that system mm. you know and sometimes i was successful and other times i had to give in so to me it was just like a celebration of of being free of all of that kind of stuff and yeah, that's I think why I love it, and I also love the uh, the little guitar break where uh, it goes to the minor chord, and there's a, a guitar harmony and stuff. <clears throat> so those are my uh, reasons for liking that one. Plus, it's got a great intro, I think.
It's perfect. I, I love that song too. Like I said, I've listened to the album a couple times. It's just been something mm-hmm. I've been, you know, I usually don't, you know, people send stuff for the albums. I'll be completely honest here. Hey, everybody tuned in. They're going to get the scoop here. Um, <laughs> you know, I listen to the songs. I'll listen to like 30 seconds or 40 or a minute um, and go, okay, this fits the show for the theme. I always have themes for the radio shows. They're kind of like yeah. hidden with the show, but it helps me like, you know, at least formulate what I want to do for the show. Sometimes it's based off one artist or sometimes it's based off a whole genre or sometimes I'm like, I want to shake things up. I'm going to put a song in that I would never play and then base songs around it that I would play so it like makes it yeah. work and i love it's just hey it's craft it's it's song crafting with other people's music i love it um so like for me though with that album it just like that's why i remember i i said you sent like a few songs i was like can you send the full album i am like hooked <laughs> on these like four songs that you sent and i was just like i need more because i want to play more i want to play at least you know one every week if i can or if, if there's mm-hmm. a week that gets skipped i'll play two on the next so you know it, it has to fit the theme of course but it just i loved it so much and that was one of the songs i was like this is really good and it was cool to hear that you're like i'm really proud of that one i was like i really like that one too so perfect well thank you sandy for coming on the show and, and i want to thank yeah. fernando too but we'll probably what we could do is try to find another time where he's not so busy and throw him back in we'll, we'll keep the fernando in the beginning and just we'll call it the uh sandy yeah. mcknight with a dash of fernando you know so well, here's, here's, here's some exciting news all right um <clears throat> fernando of course is based in la mm-hmm. and uh he's you know always busy recording out there uh he does occasionally uh go home to miami where he's from but he also has uh, a new girlfriend uh who is in new york so he is coming to new york more more often now there you go (laughs) uh, and he actually said you know because i've been asked him to do some shows and he was like yeah i'll come out there sweet you know will play and the guy i mentioned before john pohida who's been working with pete um yeah donnelly he uh would be in the band as well because uh fernando and john played with the naz reunion a couple of months ago a year ago or so um yeah and john is a big uh rungren guy i mean he's Ah, like buds with him so yeah it all kind of came together and now, so Fernando's threatening to come to the East Coast. <laughs> and uh, as soon as he tells me he's going to be here for a while, I'm going to book some shows. Well, so, if you want to book yeah. a show in Connecticut, let me know. I'll help you out. I know a couple of venues I'm tied in with, so let me know. Um, That'd we'll, be great. We'll get something up for you. And I'll just, I'll, uh, you know, make a bill up. I'll add some of my friends in there, too. We'll make a nice little big show for you. And uh, you guys yeah. will be the headliners. That'd be awesome. Uh, try to try to book the figs. <laughs> try to get them yeah. again. But, you know, they're, no, it'd they're be fun. pretty busy guys. Oh, they yeah. are. I got to see them once. Uh, my my buddy from Ohio is a diehard fan. Like, I was, oh. I, I know what it's like to be a diehard fan. Like, right now, I'm a big fan of Not a Surf. I like all everything with them. I love their stuff. And they're, they're from New York, too. And then, but I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Seattle took them over. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. besides the point, I was like, he goes, I'm a huge, he goes, you got to check out the figs in Grand Parker. I'm like, all right, all right. And at the time, I was like, yeah, they're pretty good. But I wasn't like hitting it then it's just like in my life certain things happened um and just like and it just hit it hit hard and i was like i love the figs these guys are awesome and then all of a sudden Uh pete's like by the way because pete's on one of my records he does some voice acting for me he goes you don't want me Uh to play bass or anything i'm like no no i just need voice acting and he he, i will always remember that he and he remembers it too he goes you missed your opportunity (laughs) and i'm like yeah i know so i've always regretted it because i just wasn't you know i'm thinking what i wanted for the record so i got him doing some voice acting some introduction stuff and it was really cool something different for him to do too and anyway, sure. so we became friends, and then finally he was like, we're going to be in uh, Connecticut, we're going to be in Westport, and how far is that? And I'm like, that's like an actual drive. I said, I'll do it, though. I'm, I'm ready. So a new friend of mine and I went up to go see them, and this friend happened to be friends with a guy from Ohio, too, and, and never met him in person either, so it's like a funny story. We went to go see yeah. the figs, and then uh, we met him, and we just kept texting the guy and taking pictures. We're like, wish you were here. You know, we're probably pissing him off. <laughs> but uh, but we what we did was we didn't tell him is we got a signed record from all the figs guys, Mike... Uh, Pete and Pete, um, <laughs> or Mike, oh. yeah, Mike, Pete and Pete, yeah, and so we had them all sign everything, and uh, it said, wish we were in Ohio on it, and it was like, you know, and I sent it to him without even telling him, and it's usually I tell everybody everything, but it was just so cool, when he got the package, he was like, ah, thanks guys, I'm like, yeah, dude, so, and that'll be the guy we're meeting in August, finally, so I'm really excited, he plays keyboards, he's pretty good, mm-hmm. so uh, it's gonna be really fun, but I'll definitely give you all the details, it'd be an honor to have you come up and uh, play some yeah, bass for us. Yeah, if I'm, I'm yeah. free, then yeah, let me know. make it down. Yeah, perfect. We'll uh, we'll give you a couple of the covers that we're doing ahead of time, and if you're able to just mm-hmm. pick up the bass and be like, I know how to do what I'm doing, then well, you could hop on any time. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Great. Sandy, thank you for coming on. I'll save your number so I have it, and I'll uh, I'll text you the details, and uh, we'll be good. All right. Perfect. All right. Thanks thank you, a Sandy, lot for uh, doing this. Yeah, no problem. And, and you're welcome on any time. 
Fernando Perdomo takes the mic in this next part of the podcast. Little 10 minutes with him. He called me back after. So very exciting to be able to put this on today. Enjoy the rest of the show. And thank you for tuning into the podcast every single time there's one posted. I really appreciate it, guys. So excited to keep these going. I am, like I said, mentioned before, I'm taking it off in April. You're still going to see podcasts roll out. Uh, taking April and May, I'm probably going to take May. I just want to focus on some music and the record label that I run and get that going. But thank you guys for coming on. Next up. Fernando Podomo. My first question for you is, uh, I've been like looking on, you have a project coming up with the uh, Todd Rudgren uh, covering something, anything. It, it, How is done, that going? Yeah, oh, it's done. done. Okay. It's out. It's out. Oh, and perfect. it's available now and I'm super excited about it. I mean, it's probably the most, uh, uh, it's the craziest project I've ever been a part of because it's uh, a 25 song album that we wow. cover, cover yeah. to cover. And then there's seven bonus tracks. So in the end, it's a 32 song disc, double disc set. So it came out incredible. We had Marshall Crenshaw on it and uh, Louise Goff and, uh, and uh, um, a bunch of girls, Stan Lynch from the Heartbreakers, Carmen Apiece. Uh, oh, Carmen's awesome too. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. Oh, so it came out great and it's out now. It's available through Todd's charity called Spirit of Harmony. Dot org, um, oh, which cool. is a charity for music in the schools. Awesome. Yeah, I met met Todd for the first time. Uh, it was very exciting. I, I interviewed Joey Molland of Badfingers, so I uh, got to go to the show where Joey was playing with them doing the Beatles thing, and here Todd yes. comes walking through to the meet and greet, and I just got blown away. He's one of those, like, beings, I guess, that just you can't explain the feelings. It's like, that's Todd Rundgren. So <laughs> it was really exciting. I'm a big Todd fan, too. So Yeah, he's amazing. He's, he's my career template, and the way I this go. is actually a good thing. Basically, you know, if you do things in uh, in Todd's style, it's like you're you're, you're going to have an interesting career because, you know, I can't think of anybody else that that did what he did. You know, being a full time producer, yeah, a solo artist, a band member, and a session guitarist, and it's incredible what he did. Uh, and his discography is fascinating to go through. Yeah, it's it's perfect, and it's just something. It's definitely I got into him a little later because again was like I'm gonna try to check out his stuff, and I finally listened to something, anything, and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of really fun in this. I mean, the second side of the first record is like him just fooling around in studio, and I'm like, that there's is no, really cool. There's no hit album, yeah, that is as crazy as that record. No, it's really and it's a hit album too, which makes it even cooler. It's like this is yeah, awesome. it's incredible. Yeah, it's definitely the something. Breadth, the breadth of his, of his artistry, you know, he's incredible. Yeah, it's something different. I really much enjoy uh, having, you know, I, I love listening to all different stuff. And Todd definitely, it, you know, it appeals to the 60s soft rock side, but it also appeals to this like whole new like DIY indie kind of feel too that a lot of artists now go after, which I think is so cool. Yeah. And well, then, the craziest thing that Todd did is mm-hmm. that he followed up that hit record by doing, you know, Wizard of True Star, which is pretty much a progressive rock album that he made on acid. And it's like, <laughs> then, he, then, he, then he formed Utopia, and he had a 35-minute oh. song. Oh. You know, so Utopia's amazing. In one oh. way, he kind of, like, uh, self-sabotaged his pop career. But <laughs> that is the reason why, you know, he's still headlining shows and not playing the Chili Festival. Yep. Because, you know, he's... He's got hits, but it's not what defines him. What defines him is an incredible career of of variety yeah, and artistry I mean, and and unpredictability. That too. Know? I mean, he worked with Sparks. I mean, that's as much unpredictability as you could get. Yeah, he was and the I loved first his, guy to work yeah. with. He produced their first record. Yeah, so Wonder Girl and all those songs are fantastic. I'm a huge Sparks yeah. fan. I saw the movie. I got to see Todd in the movie. I was like, yeah. And then yeah. I actually got to meet him. You know, and I'm they, like, oh, they, were, they were They were, um, that was a surprise. They had not seen each other for 50 years. So wow. that was incredible. Wow, that's all. Oh, that's that's amazing for them too. Uh, definitely, I've interviewed Marcus Blake, who was the bass player during that uh, lovely stretch of tours for that twenty six concerts, twenty six days, the twenty six albums. That's yeah. nuts. I couldn't even imagine doing that as a musician. And then I wanted to ask yeah. a little bit about the album you did with uh, Sandy, just to kind of cover him with what we talked about. Do you have any particular songs on there that you liked working on the most off that album? Oh man, the end of the world. <laughs> uh, that song is incredible and. You know, it's like every song he brings in is so well written, so well done. And the thing that blows my mind is how melodic he is mm-hmm. and his uh, his ability of writing, you know, just very concise and very, very beautiful melodies and great lyrics. He's a real masterful songwriter, and he I is. hope he gets the respect that he deserves through this. That's why I want um, to definitely do the podcast. And it's and it's get great out there working too. as a duo because... He, he puts a lot of trust in me. And, you know, that's me on drums and bass and guitar and keys. Oh. And him was, he's a great bass player. And I'm very picky about bass players. So it's really wonderful to hear his tracks. <laughs> and, 
And uh, yeah, I'm really happy that the reviews have been very stunningly good. And one one blog called it the best uh, Power Pop EP of the year. So you know, honestly, it's, it, I would our, give it right our, that uh, respect. One of our EPs, San Fernando Blast. But yeah. Now this this whole full album is just so great. So I can I couldn't be prouder. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I've been playing like "Paid Any Mind" um, and uh, a couple other songs. I'll be keep playing it. I'd, I've been hooked. To see. Usually, I was telling uh, Sandy too, which is in the podcast. Usually, when I get new songs, I kind of listen to like the first thirty seconds or a minute, just because I'm making yeah. the playlist and I'm like, "Oh, it fits." All right, I'll play it. And then I get to hear it when it first comes on the show. With this album, it was like, um, "Can you send me the whole album, Sandy?" Because I need to hear the whole thing like four times. <laughs> one of my one of my hooked. favorite songs on all of them mm-hmm. is called "Fake." Okay, and that's actually one that that he. He's like, oh, I don't know if I'm crazy about that one. I'm like, that's my favorite. That lyrically is like, might be my favorite. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, I don't know. But the, the best one is the the the, the 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 end of the world one. It's just I don't know what I want, but I never did. It's so it's so great. I mean, I mean, it's so fun. And this is what I tell everybody: it's like great songs produce themselves. Oh yeah. It's just it makes my job so much easier. And it's so great. You're just it. like I could just play to this. I'm good. Yeah, I'm a musician myself, also record label owner, and also a uh, radio oh, host. Cool. So Which I do. One? I Which love. Uh, so my label's brand new, RoboJack Records. Um, I'll send nice. you some of our stuff. I'll send you some of our samplers of our bands. I would love and stuff. to check it yeah. out, man, because I've got some stuff that's, good that, uh, that's looking for a label right now. Oh, so okay. So we're let's check it out. Yeah, well, definitely. I'd be interested. Uh, we're not signing just yet. We just started. Uh, we got one signed, but I would totally, totally be down to you know. Well, in the no, at yeah. least at least you know, let's build a relationship. Yeah, so I would love to. Oh, I'd be honored. And Danny's a good friend of mine as well. So hey, it makes it a little easier. Well, to, and I, I've been a big amazing. fan of your work. And, and, and it needs as well, it needs, so. a, it needs an audience. So. Yeah, and I've been we'll a big see. fan of your work yourself. I've ever since seeing you in the Echo and the canyon documentary i was like blown away that you know i was going to be able to talk with you today which was really cool um and then honored to have you call back that's amazing uh what was yeah. it what was it like working with uh, jacob dylan you know jacob is uh, somebody that i've looked up to since mm-hmm. I, I was in high school and it was a real dream come true to play with him because look i came from a very interesting high school my high school had a rock ensemble program oh wow and three of the songs actually four of the songs that we did <laughs> uh, back then in high school, I've ended up working with the artists. Fiona oh, Apple, wow. uh, we did Criminal back then. We did One Headlight by the Wallflowers. Mm-hmm. We did uh, we we did uh, um, Temptation Eyes by the Grassroots. Oh, and wow. Recently I, yeah, <laughs> recently I worked with uh, uh, with uh, Creed, Creed Bratton from that oh, band, oh, which cool. is really, 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 really freaking cool. And uh, uh, what was the fourth one? Oh, no, there's a fourth one. I keep, I, I, I it's, I, yeah, I, it's crazy. But yeah, that was a really fun thing. And, and, you know, it, that Echo in the Canyon project was a dream come true. And I'm so it was happy fun to exist. watch, too. It was fun seeing David Crosby. And it was just fun seeing all of them, you know, all of them. Being I just can't believe I'm on two tracks with Neil Young. I yeah. can't believe I'm on a track with Eric Clapton. That is awesome. I can't believe I'm on a track with, you know, Josh Holm and, oh, it's incredible. and two tracks with Fiona and, and Nora Jones. And it's just, you know, it was, a, it was, <laughs> truly an incredible experience and and something that could only have happened in LA. You live in the licorice pizza soundtrack. (laughs) Well, licorice pizza, man. There's a song that was used twice in the movie. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. It's called Lisa Listen to Me by Blood, Sweat, Tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood, Sweat, and Tears is in my five favorite bands of all time, and I have dreams of producing them one day. So hey, you know, you and I would drop it, everything yeah. if they asked me to be their guitar player. That would be that would be insane. I've always had a my my dreams have been lately. It's been fun because with running the record label and running, I promote. I booked my first show, and we booked, we wanted the Figs to be the the opener. The, I mean, the, the main act. And Pete Pete's a good friend of mine, Pete Donnelly. And so I was like, Pete, oh, wow. we, we want you, we want you. And he was like, Ah, bad time. And he goes, Next year I would be more open. I'm like, All right, cool. So nice. I guess we're doing a show next year. But in August we're doing a. Show show and we got a you know a couple local acts you know and give the local acts a nice sound to start local where uh connecticut i'm in connecticut, connecticut so well yeah you yeah. know it's crazy that i'm working with a lot of connecticut artists i've got uh, yeah you know with danny and then the cts which is uh, oh wow Michaela. okay amazing uh Michaela de benedictus and she's okay she's, Incredible, and her band is called the CTs, based on CT Connecticut. I like that because it reminds so, me of the DBs, like the, <laughs> yeah. like the power pop. Although group, the but... only thing is that she spelled it S C A T E S E A S E. Got you. Okay. Not CTs, but but it's, it's incredible. And then uh, awesome. there's this other band called Strange Chameleon. Okay. Uh, which used to be called Growlix, which they they back up Danny, so they're fantastic. Ah, cool. I actually have to go in a little bit. No so problem. If you have one more question. I got one more for. I, I kind of was like perfectly summed up. We got the ten minutes right there, so we were perfect. I don't 
don't know if I have anything else. I'm so like just enjoying this moment. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, man. man. I really keep in contact. No, no worries. Uh, if you have any more open time, we'll let work. you on for as much as you want to do. Thank you, Fernando, so much. Uh, honored. Take care, bro. Thank you. Have a good one. You're tuned into Nightwatch Radio. So don't forget where you are. Don't change that dial. You don't need to.